0: The legends told of a day such as this. A day when you would be welcomed back to Off The Air. Not by Noah. Not by Dan. But by Jackson. Yo, boy. That's right. It's finally time for the Jackson solo episode of Off The Air. Your favorite podcast, not approved by the TSA, but approved by Audible. That's right, audibletrial.com forward slash offtheair Air. What's that with Jackson by himself? We got into the plug right away. That's right. I know how to prioritize things that are important to me. No, I don't. I just remember to do that right now. Um, but Audible. Let's let's talk about books because you know, I, I I read. Believe it or not, I'm not illiterate. As the other legends would foretell. Don't listen to those. Only listen to the legend that I only listen to the legends that I make up, and only some of them because some of them aren't true. Just listen to the ones that are right. Duh. Next question. So, reading. I actually have been listening to some audio, audiobooks a lot more than I thought I would have, um, because where I'm living now, which if you haven't been keeping up with the podcast, shame on you, but if you have been, you'd know that I am currently living in Pennsylvania as of about a week ago, um, and it has been it has been nice, but it's just as a lot of driving. If I want to get to the nearest grocery store, it's a 15-minute drive, so I'm still kind of waking up to that and getting used to it, but... It's uh, it's it gives me a lot of time when I'm driving to listen to an audiobook. book. And uh, although I believe I said I wasn't going to get it audi- as an audiobook because I was just going to keep it as something I'd already read. Um, I have read through almost the entirety of uh, George Watsky's How to Ruin Everything in audiobook format, as well as the physical copy. I liked it a lot. He narrates it himself. And I, you know, I'm a big fan of his music. So I listened to the audiobook and uh, it's it's really good. I mean it's the same stories as the book, but it's a lot of fun, it's a good time, it's not too self-inflated. It's uh just it's like a it's a good series of essays and stories about a, a young man's life. It's a good time. You give it a listen. That being said, stories about a young man reminds me of one of my favorite shows of all time, To Catch a Predator. Man, I just I just love to catch a predator. I only bring that up because recently I've been listening to um or not listening to, watching To Catch a Predator, uh, basically on loop with any number of my friends whenever available. In fact, last time I met with Noah, which was in like November, uh, he and I, as well as the people we were with, proceeded to sit down and watch some To Catch a Predator. It's just it's a very good time. It's a very good show, and it's got a lot of deep lore. Um, yeah, give, give it a listen. I, I enjoy To Catch a Predator. Um, but one thing I always find funny is that in To Catch a Predator... Um, is chris hansen wow there's gonna be a lot of awkward silence because there's no one to jump in and i feel like i am exclusively responsible for feeling the silence um but chris hansen the absolute master of pedophiles and the best journalist probably of all time he will do this thing where he like goofs on a dude for like having a foot fetish specifically a foot fetish he makes fun of people with foot fetishes all the time who are also pedophiles and like you know what I'm, i'm about it chris you know i'm glad you're 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 jumping on these kids you're goofing on you're clowning on them but uh you know a lot of people have their foot fetish i mean we can't be mean to dan all the time yeah we can and i do uh man the jackson episode is we got a great docket planned out for us today um i went to uh i went on a bar crawl recently not a star wars themed bar crawl but a bar crawl i went on one of those recently Uh, i got a couple stories from that that's the only thing i got on my docket immediately um let's see I've got some beach class. I went on a couple beach walks. That was a good time. And I've been uh, applying to get jobs because, unfortunately, um, the podcast doesn't pay the bills. Uh, but it can if you go become one of our patrons on Patreon or just use the audibletrial.com forward slash off the air link and uh, you know boom get us some re- referral cash money. Now with that all out of the way, let's start with the bar crawl story, as I think that is the freshest in my mind and also probably the most fun out of all the stories I've got. So my friend John texted me and he was like, hey man, my girlfriend has got this bar crawl thing going on for her um, graduating class because she's graduating college. Um, she was like, you know, they're going to do a bar crawl that starts at nine. You should come out, you know, hang out. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll go I'll go see see a homie and I'll hang out with him and his girlfriend and their friends. And it uh, turns out it was a PA bar crawl, not Pennsylvania, which is the state I live in, uh, but it's physician's assistant. From the local university, they were all graduating. I'm gonna yawn. Can I yawn? <sighs> I don't know if I can yawn. I yawn a lot. Now everyone who's listening is gonna yawn, unless Noah edits that out. And even if he do- does edit it out, Noah's is gonna yawn. So that's a good thing. I just want a little battle. All right, back to the subject at hand. So it's a bar crawl for phys- physicians' assistants. who <sighs> Physicians' assistants who are graduating from the local university, and uh, so I figured I'd give it a give it a look, see, go hang out, meet some people, get some drinks. Uh, Erie is the city that I don't necessarily call home, but it's the nearest city to me. So it's about half an hour away. And, uh, it is terrible. (laughs) It's a terrible city. Um, especially coming from Austin. It's, you know, Austin is over 10 times the size of Erie, but that's not without its perks. There are reasons, um, as to why people stick around in cities like this. The only and major one I could find when I was there is, uh, drinks are $2.00. And all the beers, it was like, or all the bars, it was like dollar beer night. So you could go to any bar and get a beer for like a dollar, which is absolutely ludicrous to me um, because coming from Austin where to get a sh- oh, a shot of a well drink is five bucks on a Wednesday night at a bar that's trying to get people to come into it. It is uh, absolutely insane. I've paid like $12 for a single drink that's not even like special before. Um, so going to a bar where it's basically you can get a shot for the price it would cost you to buy that shot from the liquor store it's phenomenal but very dangerous and you can see that by the number of plastered college kids and like weird old people hanging around there was this dude and uh, I don't think I can properly illustrate to you the shirt he was wearing um, because it's it's a visual experience really it's a, it's a Noah I'm gonna see if I can find a picture of the shirt to send to you and you can put it on the screen now um, but it, it is a, a t-shirt right and on the back, it it is a uh, it has two like bullseyes, you know, both on like your shoulder blades, and it says "ladies place rack here," and I I just I think that is an incredibly powerful article of clothing. Um, in fact, my D and D character wears that as a in place of chainmail, as it is actually more protective, because no one wants to touch you when you're wearing that. But there was a part of me that's like it's like catcalling, you know, um, where you people do it, but there's no way it works, right? Because I've never, I've never talked to someone that were like, you know, I was walking down the road and this a guy drove up next to me, rolled down his window, and said, "Hey, girl, your ass fat as hell. Um, what you doing tonight?" And then, you know, I just fell in love with him after that. I've never heard a story like that. I've never heard anyone even say anything remotely close to that. It's just, you know, people being toxic assholes. Um, but there's no reward. What are you? Like, because they're clearly looking for something, you know, they're not, they're not doing it for fun. Maybe they are doing it for fun. I don't know. Why I'm, I don't really have uh, the necessary tools to dissect the brains of uh, people who live their lives like that, as I am not one, nor do I associate with them. Um, but I'm just curious, you know. So this Plates Rag Here guy, he was wearing a shirt to a bar on a Thursday night, and he was like a middle-aged man surrounded by college people. Most of them women graduating from the physician's assistant program, um, as it is a female-dominated field. And, uh, I'm just, has it ever worked? Like, did he wear that shirt? Because he was like, is my, this is the shirt that every time I go out without fail, uh, racks get placed here. Um, in fact, it actually took me a minute to get the shirt the first time I saw it because I have not heard someone unironically refer to, um, a woman's breasts as a rack since I was in like middle school. Um, I, I, so I just like I saw it and I was like like rack like antlers like what does that mean and then like for after a second I was like Oh, he wants you to put your boobies on his shoulders And that's a weird thing to want, but you know go off man go off king live your life It could have been a much a much worse shirt to be fair And it was a pink shirt So I'm sure the front probably said something like I support breast cancer survivors like Bruh, maybe you should support people because you don't want them to die not because you really want their boobs to be great You idiot. Anyway, um, when I brought up that rack point, it racked something in my brain Um, from a sci-fi movie that I watched when I was a younger when I was a younger lad. Um, Now, I personally didn't get the sci-fi channel until I was like 15, um, which I'm grateful for because to me, the sci-fi channel was the quintessential I'm homesick from school today channel. Like if I wasn't feeling good, like there are there are days When I had like the stomach flu. So I would just be like you know sick laying in bed for like three days straight. But instead of laying in my bed I would just go downstairs to the living room and lay on the couch and just turn on the sci-fi channel and just let it go for three days straight. The only times I would change the channel was at about two in the morning when sci-fi channel switches to infomercials and at that point in time I would typically switch the channel to uh, late night poker games. That has not helped me at all. I know nothing about poker but I have watched the hell out of some poker games so if you ever need help with that one guy who's got like the lizard glasses i can't provide it but i can identify him as a professional poker player so that being said i've watched a lot of sci-fi channel in my day because it's it's just a great mindless entertainment they've always got their own original movies it's like the netflix movies of tell it like straight to tv but back in the day it was just like that was the best channel where you could always find a really shitty straight to tv movie and usually like two or three a day so your boy would uh post up when he was sick home from school and he would watch sci-fi channel movies the one that um stuck out to me because they played it at least once a day was called ice spiders and uh, ice spiders is uh it's it's got like a cult following on the internet uh and i guess it did well on tv because sci-fi channel literally played this every day i've watched this movie like three times it was about a series of genetically mutated spiders so not only were they giant like bloodthirsty spiders but they were also adapted to live in like up to absolute zero conditions it was it's, a, it's not a good movie and uh, the rack line only jogged my memory because there's a part where one of the spiders is like wreaking havoc inside a ski lodge and the main character he is presented with two options there's an axe on the floor and there is a deer head on the wall the axe drops to the floor he looks at it looks up at the mounted deer head on the wall grabs the deer head off the wall and kills the spider with it In- incredible power play huge dick energy but it gets his, his dick energy gets bigger after he kills the spider with the antler head or the deer head that is on the wall he looks at the uh female protagonist the love interest and he says hey duck, nice rack and then he re- turns around to reveal he has a place rack here shirt on that's not true but what a twist that would have been <sighs> man so that's only the first of my bar crawl stories that is that the first bar that i went to there were four the second is where things kind of heat up. They just get like weird. It's the second one is like a club almost. And I didn't expect a club going into there because uh, my friend John's girlfriend was like, it's like a dancing bar. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, like I done. I lived in Texas. I've done some two stepping, done a little bit two step. And I had a ballroom dance course in college. Um, one time I went to one of those like swing dance things with Nina. So, Nina, if you're listening, shout out to that. I still probably retain very little of that. But it was it was a fairly good time. It was, you gave me something to do got me out of the house. Um, anyway, uh, so I, I've done some dancing before I'm not great, but you know, I kind of like it and, uh, it, it can be a good time. So I figured it was like that. No, it's the club. People were just like grinding and twerking. I'm like, Oh, I don't really know how to do either of those. Like, grinding can't be that hard. You just kind of like move your body and like a, usually like a, I don't know, like a figure eight. I, maybe I, maybe it is hard. Maybe I'm not bad at it regardless this was like a club it was not what i expected when i heard a dancing bar i thought more of a saloon you know like a two-step and saloon sorry for burping i'm drinking beer currently we'll get to that later so i go to this bar and it is a absolute wreck it is f- filled with people and i don't know what to do in situations like that i like, believe it or not i don't know if you've uh, interacted with me enough to know that i am a huge dorkatron prime i am not a cool guy i am a uh, good. I'm, I'm kind of good at talking. I can talk a lot as I've been doing for the last around 14 or so minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm a good talking person, but I am not a good like being cool with my body language and my knowledge of pop culture. Um, so I struggle. I thrive in certain situations like uh, public libraries and coffee shops. But I do not thrive in some situations like the club or bars. So I'm at the club and... Um, I actually did meet this one girl. We hit it off pretty well, but that that, that was beside the point. Um, There's another woman who uh, came up to me, and everyone's wearing matching shirts for this event except for me, and, uh, you know, because I wasn't really formally invited. I just tagged along because I had friends that were there and they invited me so you know why not so I'm not wearing one of the matching shirts I'm actually wearing um the shirt I weirdly enough got from Disney World it is a Pink Floyd shirt from their uh, Wish You Were Here album which is my favorite Pink Floyd album and I I bought the shirt when I was in Disney World because I was like that's a weird thing to find anywhere uh usually if you find any Pink Floyd stuff at all it's going to be for Dark Side of the Moon Um, With some exceptions, but usually a vast majority of what you find is Dark Side of the Moon or the occasional The Wall shirt. But finding a Wish You Were Here shirt, I was like, that's actually super dope. I love that album, so I bought it, and uh, I've I've had it ever since. It's one of my favorite shirts. I just did get it from Disney World, which I found strange. We might get back to that later, but for now, we got to get back to the story at hand. So I'm in the club. You know, I'm absolutely tearing the floor up. At this point in time, I had made. People think I was cool because this one girl dropped her uh, full drink on the floor and it spilled everywhere in the middle of the crowd. And everyone was like, ooh. And and then I, being a very cool guy, was like, party foul. And, you know, uh, everyone was like, nice one, dude. Where'd you come from? And I was like, you know, I got some friends out here. And they're like, oh, cool one. So I I became instantly a cool guy for making fun of someone, uh, which is precisely what I've been trying to do on the podcast for almost a year now. (sighs) Anyway, so I, uh, you know, a party file thing goes through, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in in crowd, I'm talking to people, and this girl comes up to me, and she gets really close to me, like all up in my face, and she's like, whispering in my ear, she's like, hey, I really like your shirt, it's really cool. So, you know, I'm wearing a Pink Floyd shirt, as I said earlier, and uh, I don't know how much you guys know about going out in public, but if someone has a shirt on for a band, you've got four options. You've got Pink Floyd, you've got Metallica, you've got Nirvana, and then... It's kind of a toss up for the last one. I would say your next best bet would probably be like the Ramones or Rolling Stones. One of those two. But those are like four or five of the band shirts that you have a 90% chance of someone wearing one of those if they're wearing a band shirt. And a lot of those people probably aren't huge fans of the band. Now, I'm a pretty big Pink Floyd fan. You know, I think they're just good. A lot of music's very easy listening. It's a good time. Uh, and that's not like a crazy cool or, you know, unique or... uh uppity opinion it's i think they're one of like the most well-regarded like bands of their generation and really of all time like they're hugely successful anyway i'm wearing a pink floyd shirt not remarkable but this girl was like all of them and she's like I-, I love your pink floyd shirt they're like my favorite band and i was like oh yeah cool man i'm the other pretty good and she's like so like where are you where are you from and i was like i don't really want to talk to you right now Um, That's when I lost my cool points because I realized I was kind of rude by saying that. But it just gets at a club. Everything's really loud. Everyone has to yell to say anything. I was just like, I'm a grumpy old man. So I was just like, I don't want to go home. I don't want to be sure. I want to meet this random girl who's talking to me about the most generic shirt I could possibly wear. That's my second club bar story. But the bar crawl, as, as you know, went on. Now, at that second bar, I had uh when i walked in i had only had one beer and that was from the first bar and that's because that was crazy dollar beer night had a lot of people out there Uh, so the second bar i managed to get uh, a drink it's only two bucks that's crazy so i I have have a drink there and my friend is like i got this vodka cranberry i don't want it though it's really gross so i'm like well i'm not gonna let it go to waste am i i mean come on that's that's a bad decision so i drink her drink as well as my own uh, which had already been drank within like 30 seconds. So I'm not really like drunk at this point, but I've had a handful of drinks. Then we go to the next bar and it's just empty and drinks are still $2. So I have easy access to the bar where I can keep getting $2 drinks. So I do, and I have a lot of them. And uh, moral of the story is that this third bar, which is very empty and very strange, I get incredibly drunk. Now at this point in time, I uh, am listening to the radio at this bar. And the DJ, first of all, looks like he wants to be dead. And hey, shout out to that, me too. Uh, And second of all, the DJ looks like he he just doesn't belong. He's like 60 and has like a big beard. And he just looks like he listens to Motorhead. Which, you know, nothing wrong with that. But I mean, actually, yeah. You know, there's a little bit wrong with that. But whatever, to each their own. Um, So Mr. Motorhead, he's playing the most mind-boggling songs of all time at one point he did a remix it was toby keith and then it bled into pharrell and then he did another that was bruno mars and then the bruno mars song bled into some other country song uh, i don't know the name no no i do i remember it, it was the you gotta know when to hold him no way to fold em. yeah so it bled into that song it was bruno mars and then they started doing like a mashup of those songs um it wasn't it was like getting sucker punched like four times by like someone you trusted like listening to like a Pharrell song and be like, oh, you know, Pharrell's all right. And then just getting Toby Keith. Nobody wants that. You don't want you don't get the Toby Keith treatment when you're listening to a decent song at a bar and you're drunk. Um, but it happened. It happened. And then it happened again with Bruno Mars into another country song, albeit a pretty good one uh, that I don't know the name of, and Noah is gonna be mad at me for. Um, insert audio clip of Noah being like, Jackson, you should know more about this song. It's famous. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but it's Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. Yeah, it was also in like a Geico commercial, but whatever. So anyway, I have a lot to drink and the the DJ plays very strange music. That's the moral of the third bar. I also, you know, get to know some of my friends' girlfriend's friends. um, Unfortunately, because at the time I was quite inebriated, so who knows how that went. And then we get a text from one of her friends that says, hey, go to Big Bar. And first of all, the fact that Big Bar um, is a name of a bar in Erie, crazy to me. And second of all, they said, let's go to Big Bar. And I was like, oh, yes, my favorite member of Outcast." And then all, like, five people in the group just looked at me, and they are like, what? And I was like, you know, Andre two thousand and Big Boy. Big Bar. Like, it wasn't a great joke, but, like, at least... I felt like I deserved a little bit of recognition for that, and nobody wanted to hear my Outcast reference. They just didn't even care about Outcast or know who Outcast was. Very strange to me, because for my entire life, everywhere I go, people say, I'm sorry, Ms. Jackson. Ooh. So I've been familiar with Outcast from a very young age because I've constantly been subjected to being apologized to. Um, okay, so we go to Big Boy. Uh, and Andre 3000, not even there. I mean, I get it. They split up, and after the Super Bowl halftime show, I thought Big Boy would be, you know, cool. Um, anyway, so Big Bar is big we get in the door don't even get any drinks or anything i'm pretty drunk and two of my friends friends are so drunk that they are like unable to stand so they're like you guys need to help get them home so immediately your boy goes sober because uh unfortunately it's like a binary thing for me i'm either trashed or fine And, uh, you know, and it's one of those like sobering things like when you have to be responsible for someone, like you don't have a choice. So anyway, I have to like take these people home and in the process, you know, it's it's a fairly boring walk. We walk to a McDonald's after we drop them off, which is closed and that upsets me. Then we go to IHOP and it was not closed, not upsetting. So moral of the story is from that, uh, under 3000 and big boy still not back together. And that's a heartbreaker. So as I mentioned earlier, I am currently drinking alcohol. Why wouldn't I, you know, I am drinking still, uh, subtlety by a brewing, even the bubble wubba dab Twitter account, or I, I guess I could just say Jeff, but the bubble wubba dab Twitter account has corroborated my correctness in saying this is a fantastic beer, or at least he said I was not wrong. Um, which means in my world that I was a hundred percent correct. Um, so, you know, you're welcome everyone. Um, uh, but that's not the beer I'm going to be reviewing today. There is actually a beer um from the place in Erie called the Brew Erie or brewery if you will and it is called the Uncle Jackson's Blonde Ale. Now I don't know how much you guys know about my personal life because I never talk about who I am as a person outside of the occasional me saying I'm a communist thing. Um but my I actually have uh siblings. I have four older sisters. Um so four older sisters, no brothers. And uh my youngest of those sisters uh has been married for a couple years and she had a kid uh 5 months ago. So I have a niece. Uh, So I have a five-month-old niece. She was just visiting the other day, and when they were visiting, my uh, brother-in-law and sister got me a little framed poster of this beer, the Uncle Jackson's Blonde Ale. It's cute. I'm an uncle now. My name is Jackson it fits um, but then I actually went to go get a try and it is pretty good it is a fairly standard blonde ale it's not got a, like a lot of cra- crazy flavors or anything going on it reminds me a lot of a beer that is pretty famous at least in the south called fireman's four fireman's four or also love street is another pretty big one that I would say is very similar isn't I don't know I haven't had either in a while but uh, fireman's four is what it reminded me of most so if you receive that give it a try or if you are at the brewery they don't bottle it, uh, to my knowledge. You can only get it at the place, maybe in like a growler if you've got one. But yeah, the Brew Eerie and Uncle Jackson's Blonde Ale is going to be our beer for this week. It's, uh, it's a cute beer, and uh, if you're ever in town, you could probably go give it a check. But uh, it's, it's a very obscure beer, if nothing else, which is why I'm not drinking it currently, because I'm drinking Abita Brewing's Subtlety Golden Ale, which is still fantastic, by the way. I have not gotten tired of this, and I've drank... A lot of it, trust me, recently. So yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. So half an hour into the episode, you might be asking yourself, Jackson, you told your club story. Jackson, you've revered your beer. Jackson, you even did the plug for audibletrial.com forward slash off the air. What could you possibly transition into next? Yeah, good point. Um, hadn't thought that far ahead. All right, I'm done with the uh, awkward silence bit, although it still was partially me racking my brain as to what I'm going to uh, bring up next because no one wants a 25 minute episode. But that's okay, I've got ideas. I'm an idea guy. I am perhaps the idea guy. So, without further ado, let's talk about some hobbies. One of the things I've been looking to get into since moving up north was uh, some more outdoorsy things. When I lived in Austin, uh, I never really did things outdoors for a couple of reasons. One is that I was working like 50 to 60 hours a week every week to get by. Um, because it's a very expensive city. It's like got a lot of perks to it, and when you're not working, there's fantastic and fun things to do. But unfortunately, if you are in a position where you don't have a salary job or where you're working in any kind of industry, especially like the service industry, you're going to be spending a lot of time working to try and pay to keep living. Uh, it's, it's a vicious and sad cycle. Um, and so I was unable to do a lot of the things I would have liked to have done. I still went places and did some things, but I didn't really... Uh, do a lot of outdoorsy stuff like i would have liked outside of you know i had a hammock i'd set up occasionally and uh that's about it i go on walks in the park and you know uh but but no further than that because i I didn't have space to own any like outdoor equipment you know like i couldn't have owned a kayak i drive a little kia like there's no room for a kayak in that, especially like hauling around town and keeping it in apartments like that's not happening no point trying to learn how to ski because there's nowhere to ski outside of a dozen hours north. So I was kind of at an impasse for outdoorsy activities uh when I lived in Austin as uh the opportunities didn't present themselves to me and the opportunities that were presented were either expensive or just unrealistic. Uh there's always rental places, but those are a hassle and I'm a uh, you know, notoriously uh I don't like wearing life vests in the water. And anytime you want to do any water sport thing, not only do you legally have to wear a life vest, but you know, as we said before, fuck cops. But also, like, if you rent one, like, you're forced to or else you're banned for life. And the first thing I do when I get out in the water is to take my life vest off because they're just the worst. Now, I know that they are a crucial measure of safety. And I've actually capsized in a kayak before with a life vest on. And uh, having a life vest on was the worst experience of my life as I have been swimming since I was like two years old. And, you know, it doesn't mean anything. i confident swimmers can drown all the time, especially in large open bodies of water. Um, but I just I don't know. I hate them. Anyway, back to the point. Now that I live up north and I don't have to live uh, in Southland where it is over 100 degrees for four months of the year, I figure I might as well start getting into some uh, some outdoor activities. As mentioned before, I had a hammock that I would set up in Austin. I still have that on me. It's like a camping hammock. It's not like a I guess you could say a recreational hammock. It's not like one of those ones you would set up in your backyard on poles. It's like the kind you tie to trees so there's a lot of uh, opportunities there. I've set it up in my backyard already, and uh, it's, it's really portable. You can put it in a backpack easily, as well as the straps. And uh, I just got it from Walmart for like 20 bucks four years ago. And it's never like given me any problems, which is I, I'm actually kind of blown away by the stability of low end gear in certain departments, Like like the low end hammock is not significantly better than the high end ones. Uh, now, sure, there's definitely bells and whistles and advantages to high-end hammock. But for 20 bucks, you can get one that will serve you just fine as long as you're not uh, life or death like ha- can't- hammocking over the mountaintops, which I don't have the, g- the balls for. So good on you if you're doing that. Anyway, I've also been uh, trying to get into kayaking, which is something I used to do when I lived here before. And I just, I don't know, it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of good places to do it around here. Whereas in Austin uh, or in Texas in general, all of the bodies of water are uh, man-made outside of rivers um but there's there's like no natural lakes or maybe there's one uh, i want to say lake whitney is natural but i'm not positive uh there are very few natural lakes and uh actually i, th- I think there's only one one maximum and uh, there's a couple rivers that flow through it like the colorado river flows through austin which is what they dam off to make the lakes in the city so like your your water options are uh Not as exciting and they're not as scenic because a lot of them are very much developed. You know, man-made lakes have a very, um, yeah, it's a very developed, a very man-made feeling about them. They're not as like scenic or picturesque, whereas like a like a creek or a little river that flows through a small um, backwoods section to me is going to be a lot prettier because it's just the water that's just been there and will continue to be there and the nature that surrounds it as opposed to like a river that ran through a place that became developed and made a city. Which, you know, I'm glad the industry can prevail in certain situations, but it makes the river a lot less pretty. Because I'm, I'm not much of a I'm not much of a cityscapes guy. I'm more of a trees guy. So you know, kayaking is there's a lot of good opportunities for it up here and in a lot of places too. It's a nice little thing to travel with. You're gonna get one of those little roof racks on your car. Again, not sure if my Kia will be ever up to that task. Maybe one day, get a little roof rack on your car, and you can drive a couple hours, do a different place, and go kayaking. It's a a universal skill once you've got it, you know? It's not like a—it doesn't usually change unless you're doing, like, a whitewater kind of thing. Uh, That all being said, another big part of this local economy here in Pennsylvania is uh, the fact that it is cold forever. So a lot of the town and city revolves around— my favorite Smash Brothers stage, by the way— a lot of the town and city revolves around the fact that six months of the year, you've got snow on the ground. So, you know, you've got to deal with that— uh, which is a huge pain in the back, you know, waking up every morning and having to like shovel off your, your uh, car and then shovel out your driveway. Very annoying. Not very cool, Kanye. So, you know, I feel like I should probably learn a snow thing or two. I used to snowboard when I was a wee lad, but I've been considering taking up skiing because I feel like snowboarding is, I don't know, I feel like its I've, I've passed the age in which it would be cool to learn how to snowboard and it would just be like weird and awkward. But uh, I feel like skiing is a little bit more my style. So I've thought about uh, taking up some skiing come the winter time. The only problem with both of these hobbies I've listed is they are prohibitively expensive. Gear for them is not cheap. But the counterpoint to that is the gear usually lasts a while, as I mentioned earlier. Even cheap gear in certain st- uh, areas lasts a while. But, uh, you know, like a lot of like kayaking and skiing gear can last you a long time if you buy the right stuff. That being said, it's also significantly cheaper to live here. Like, you know, you can rent a house with three bedrooms out for the cost of like a one-bedroom apartment in the city. So, you know, you've got your ways to save your money. It's just a matter of... What you want to spend the excess on. And I would rather spend my money on recreation than on trying to not uh, be homeless. I'll take another sip of this beer, so don't mind me. That is alarmingly good. I feel like I don't state enough when I talk about the subtlety that it is, uh, it's got lemons in it as well. The lemons, I, I, you know, I usually stick with the Earl Grey tea because that is a very powerful flavor that really defines it. But the lemons are just a wonderful touch and they just add a little bit of citrusy zip. Again, not the beer I reviewed today, but. It's just it's just so good, guys. It is so good. Uh, look up like you go to like their website and you can find out where like the nearest retailer is. Uh, and sometimes there's retailers you wouldn't expect. For example, I got this at a place they didn't even list as a retailer. I just found it by pure coincidence. Kind of tired. So as I was saying earlier, hobbies, there are more hobbies than outdoor ones, though. For example, I am currently trying to find and think I may have lost all of my Magic the Gathering cards from when I used to play that. Which I was never super into or super great at, but I used to have quite a few cards and my roommates and I would play. There's a uh, there's an anime store nearby, which is crazy to me, first of all, that there's an anime store in small town Pennsylvania that, that is not just like an anime store. It's like struggling. It's, it's kind of popping off like you go there on like a Friday Night Magic and that place is like lit so, good for them. But, uh, you know, I, I went back there, and uh, it's kind of cool, and I want to go back again, but maybe, you know, play some cards. Bring my Magic stuff. They have D&D, uh, although I'm not really sure how well I would do at D&D with a group of strangers, as I do have a tendency to be hard to get along with or something like that. I don't get it. I don't see where people see it from, but whatever. So, yeah, but they, they have, like, opportunities like Magic, and uh, when I was a kid, I used to play competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. I know. Jackson... The coolest guy around, absolute demolisher of all the honeys, played competitive Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. I know. Hard to believe. But it's true. I did. And uh, every Saturday, they have, they, have a, they have Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments at this anime store. So you, you pull up, you bring out your deck, and you go downstairs and you say, it's time to duel. You don't, you don't stutter on it because it was one kid that went every weekend a really bad stutter and it would be kind of like, you know, rude if you were to like make, it, it would it feel like a jab. Um. Anyway, so, you know, you go down there and you play some Yu-Gi-Oh. I was pretty good for a while. i won a couple of the events, made a couple 40-year-old men cry. That always felt good. But uh, there was just, like, as time went on, Trading card games and collectible card games have always like been, I don't know, they're, they're, not, they're not for me. Because I like to be able to do something and continue doing that and like have fun doing that. But with uh, those kind of games, every three months the set, a new set comes out. And in that new set, there's like a whole bunch of new ways to play and a whole bunch of new varieties. And it uh, also costs a lot of money. And as a kid, you don't necessarily have a lot of money at your disposal, of your own anyway. Usually it would be up to your parents. And my parents were like, we're not going to spend $50 every three months for you to continue playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Which I get, but also when I phrase it like that, it really isn't terrible. I mean, you buy a new video game, at 60 bucks. So the idea of you have to pay that much to every three months for something you also enjoy, that's not too bad at all. Maybe I should keep playing Magic. I'm not going to keep playing Magic. Another thing I was into when I was a kid was yo-yos. I used to be a yo-yo master. Again, I know, right? Jackson, the coolest guy, probably in the world Times Infinity, was into yo-yos. That actually adds up because yo-yos... Uh, pull in all the biddies. Those are just facts. Sorry, honeys. Sorry, uh, haters, but yo-yos are cool. Actually, the more I talk in the solo episode, the more I realize, uh, I'm just revealing things I did as a kid that were stupid. Not stupid, but interests I had as a kid that were stupid. Uh, no, you know, you don't want to build little someone's interest, but it's my own interest in the past. And I have come on the other side and still have a moderate enjoyment for them and appreciation for the arts. I don't have an for appreciation for the art of yo-yoing, though, because that, that shit kind of sucks. Uh, it was fun to do, though. Ugh. Man, I have been, for the past week... Sorry, I'm, I'm continuing to yawn, and it's just, like, it's infectious, and I think it's because I'm wrapped in all these blankets right now, so I'm all cozy. But, for the past week, I have been sitting on, like, the side of my mattress, as I believe I talked about in the last episode we recorded. Um, awkwardly, like, sitting on the side of my mattress with my tv on like a like milk crate functionally uh and now that i have actually retrieved my desk and my chair i am infinitely more comfortable when i'm sitting and my back doesn't hurt i mean it still kind of does hurt because of the damage i did do it in the past week by like just hunching over like a gremlin but uh having a functional chair with a back support is wonderful i always forget how underrated that is until i sit on a stool for more than six seconds and then i'm immediately reminded yeah, I need something for my back. It was a weird move. It was a rough move. I'm still not sure yet that I'm settled in the move. You know, it's kind of one of those, uh, it's, it's a big thing. And, uh, unfortunately, one I am not unfamiliar with. I have moved multiple, from city to city multiple times, and even within cities multiple times. And, uh, I don't know. I guess it just never gets easier, but you convince yourself this time is going to be easier. It's one of those kind of things. My cat's still here, though. And, uh, I don't know if you can hear her, but she is meowing. Oh, there she goes. What's up, kitty? Oh. Do you want to go out? Well, the door's shut right now because I'm recording and I don't want to bother the people. I'm sorry. You're trapped in here for until I'm done. You'll be okay. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where I think when you're, when you're going to move, you convince yourself that... What? Hello? Hello? You convince yourself that it's going to be different or that it's going to be easier or that you're already prepared for it. But you never really are. It's just one of those things. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to... What? It's okay to make the same mistakes. Sometimes it's just OK to you, know, you just got to make sure you're ready to deal with it. Also, fun fact, did you guys know cats can uh, breed with raccoons? Uh, didn't know that. But uh, recently, one of my friends, actually McCain, who we talked about on the podcast, was like, hey, the vet one time said that he thinks my cat might be a mix of a cat and a raccoon. That weirded me out. And uh, I guess it makes sense. You little raccoon cat. I mean, if lions and tigers can have ligers, I'm just saying Rakat? Racat, I think sounds nice. Rakat or Catcoon. I, actually, now that I say Catcoon out loud, I love Catcoon. One of my favorite Mexican uh, resorts. Well, it's not a resort, it's a resort city, but still, you know, ports, port cities. Catcoon. What a productive episode. Are you guys happy that the legends have finally panned out and you have been able to listen to Jackson ramble for what is now over 40 minutes? That is impressive that I have rambled for this long, but it does hearken me back to another time in my past. When I was uh, live streaming, when I used to be big streamer boy, that is a lot of uh, just talking to yourself in a room. And I would do it for like five hours a day, like four or five days a week. It's crazy that I that I, I could do that. But now that I'm thinking about it, it is not the same as this because this is just me yelling at a wall. Um, and I don't even have anything to talk Like I don't have like I'm not like playing a game or I don't have any like form of um, reprieve from the commentary. Like when you're streaming, usually you're playing a game. Or, if nothing else, you have a chat to interact with. You have people who can actively give you feedback and actively submit prompts for, like, discussion. Which has its positives and negatives as compared to something like YouTube where you just record and then submit. The live feedback is, you know, it's it's a mixed bag. Everything has pros and cons. And uh, recording by yourself, just listening to the audio or watching the audio waves uh, as they play back to you is one of those things that has pros and cons. Pros, you don't have to play video games and be oppressed as a gamer cons it'll drive you crazy now granted i have already been i done been crazy as they say Uh, as they say also bitches be crazy and i myself am a huge bitch so i'd be crazy i'd be huge crazy i guess that makes sense it all adds up what do you want cat what my cat is very noisy but she's a she's a good cat i love cats i was more of a cat guy than dog guy myself but while we're on that subject, I've also been thinking about getting a dog. Now, another problem with today's episode is I've just been talking about things I've been thinking about doing. So most of these, uh, you know, it's kind of like, ai am probably not going to do half of these things, if not more than half. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those conversational starters. Brings up a subject, makes you think about something, give you a little bit of my input on it. It's like a little conversation, you know, just you and me, just you and me, listener, who I cannot name you know, distinctly because that might ruin some of the, the feel from the other listeners who I'm also talking to directly, by the way. Just kidding. I'm only talking to you. No one else. Just you. Anyway, I've been more of a uh, more of a cat guy than a dog guy most of my life. Uh, always had dogs, always had cats, and uh, always preferred the cats, but always loved both. But recently, I've been thinking about getting a dog since I moved up here. You know, I got plenty of yard space, got plenty of free time, uh, and if you love doing outdoor activities... Nothing says I'm here to do outdoor activities like a dog. Dogs love outdoor activities. In fact, did you know dogs actually originally lived outdoors? (laughs) Also, my cat apparently originally was mad that I stopped petting her. Sorry. Um, But yeah, fun fact about dogs. Uh, They actually descend from things that were outside at once. Cats, we're not sure. That's still on. That's still out in the books where we have have yet to verify whether or not cats come from outside. Um, So dogs good at outside things. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of big dogs. I'm not sure what kind of dog I would want. Ideally like a Newfoundland, but you know I think th- with, when it comes to a dog, uh, the personality is more important than the breed. but it's also like why can't you have both if such a situation arises and go for it? I've always been like a shelter adopting kind of guy. Most dogs I've had have been from a shelter but I want like a I want like, a, an aquatic breed of sorts something that'll like be in the water because I live next to one of the largest well, actually just the largest freshwater system. Of lakes in the world, so you know, you might as well do water things at least occasionally. Um, so, we'll, we'll see what kind of dog I end up getting if I even get one. You know, uh, if I start working really soon, which I hopefully will, then I probably won't have as much time for a dog and it'll be put on the back burner because no one wants to get a dog and then have the time for it. That's just cruel, not as cruel as you know, other things you can do, but it's still like it's, it's kind of you know, it's inconsiderate, it's a, it's a creature. Now, cats, my cat loves when I don't have time for her. If I would have not talked to my cat for a month, she might be better off. That's not true. She loves me. Cats are just different. They're just different creatures. Dogs are much more uh, needy. And I'm sure that's, again, pros and cons. Everything has got them. Except me. I only have pros. No cons. Except for uh, a couple anime conventions. Uh, coming to you this summer off the air at an anime convention. Confirmed. I don't know which one, but I like anime conventions. Noah and Dan probably don't, but I'll probably go and I live close enough to Noah that I might be able to force him to go. And if I find one in Philadelphia, I might be able to force Dan to go too. Big brain. So confirmed off the air anime convention near you if you live in potentially the Philadelphia area or in, you know, Cleveland, maybe Pittsburgh, one of those cities that's within reason. Not Buffalo. Buffalo is the same distance, but no one wants to go to Buffalo. Come on. Niagara Falls, maybe, you know, weed is legal in Canada now. I'm going to go get zooted. What a great beer cannot get enough. Another thing I have yet to really get accustomed to has been the weather in this area. Let me just check it real quick, because I don't want to you know, sell it short. Uh, it is currently 52 degrees. Why is that the case? Sorry, I'm plugging in my phone, because when I was checking the weather, I realized my phone was at 30%. Um, but, yeah, the fact that it is 52 degrees in mid-May is offensive to me. I as a Texan and I I don't know that I will ever adjust to that, but you know, at least it's sunny. Can't say that most of the time. Now this this episode is going to come out after Mother's Day, but in our current timeline where I'm recording this, tomorrow is Mother's Day. So ooh, look behind the camera, you can see behind the curtain. It's actually Jackson who's been recording. He's, this isn't live. Um, but yeah, no, the, the episode is coming or being recorded the day before Mother's Day, and that is always a fun little holiday. And I feel like I should talk about it now because although we will likely talk about it when we record next, it'll be like by the time that episode comes out, it'll have been like two weeks since Mother's Day. So I feel like it's my duty as someone who has a mother. Contrary to popular belief, I did not just come from space. As someone who has a mother, I feel like I should talk about Mother's Day. So it is coming up so fast and I am so woefully unprepared. Um, Probably just going to, you know, I'm definitely I'm cooking my parents dinner. That'll be fun for them. And uh, I've gotten my mother a uh, gift card to a place that she really likes. And also, um, I haven't gotten it yet because, you know, you can't get flowers days before. But I am probably going to try and uh, snag her a bunch of flowers either tonight or maybe a couple of days after Mother's Day. It doesn't have to be too specific. Um, but there's a flower shop in, like, the city that, like, uh, my dad has been going to for years and years and years now. Um where he'll he'll go to this flower shop and he always gets my mom a little a little bunch of flowers and uh, you know it's just, it's just it's just sweet you know growing up in a, in a house where you know weekly just for fun my dad would get my mom flowers and, and it's something that I am very grateful for because I realize that's an experience not a lot of people have and uh, I don't think it diminishes if your life if you don't have that but you know I think it's also important that we take note of and use the influences we have especially the positive ones in our everyday life. And having two parents who are actively, uh, you know, love each other has been really good for me. And I'm very happy to have that. And I definitely do not take it for granted because I realize it is a, not an experience that is universal. So anyway, get my mom some flowers, got her give credit at one of her favorite places, and I'm cooking them dinner. And of course, I was like, Mom, what do you, you know, I, I wasn't just like, oh, it'll be a secret dinner. Because my mom's a preparer, so she'll be like slow cooking things the day before. It's so like a couple days ago, I was like, mom, what do you want for Mother's Day? I'll cook you something for dinner. She's like, oh, I'll take a, like some steak and shrimp. And I was like, OK, let's just pick the two most expensive things you can find. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's cool. So that'll be fun for my wallet. Psych. I actually, I don't really care. It's not that expensive. How much food can two people in their 60s possibly eat? Can't be that much, right? I mean, I'm 22 and I, I do eat a lot of food, but my parents probably eat less than me, right? Cat, what are you doing down there? You little goblin. Oh, man. Oh man, what a cat. My parents also do have a dog, and since I've been living with them for the past week and a half, I now have access immediately to a dog, which is great because I love dog. Dog good. And although my last roommate had dogs, he usually was living with his girlfriend, so I didn't get to see him too much. But now I got 24-7 access to just a little guy. Just a good little dog. What do you want, cat? Um, So I've got this little dog, and I will have Noah put a picture of him on the screen, if you're watching on the YouTube version, his name is Merlin. He is exceptionally adorable. And uh, yeah, if you are not watching the YouTube version, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, not only should you make sure you leave us a review, but also feel free to pop in the Discord, just uh, mention me, like, at me, and then uh, just tell me to show you a picture of the dog, and I'll send it in Discord, uh, in case I forget between now and then. It's He's, he's a cutie. He's a cute little guy. And uh, it's nice. it's been nice having a dog at my disposal, but when I move out, I'm not going to have a dog, which means... That whole me wanting to get a dog thing, it, you know, it's, it's it's got a, it's got a date at which it's got to start going in motion. I get it soon enough so that my parents are going to be acquainted with the dog. So it's not going to like think of them as strangers to like know them that way. You know, if I go out of town or something and they can uh, watch it, but it's got to be, you know, not too soon. When I live here because I don't want to burden them with constantly having to deal with a dog that is not theirs because that's not very cool. You know, unless you sign up for that, which in my case I did. But this is a cute dog. His name is Merlin. I love him. No, put him up on the screen again. He's cute. Also, uh, once you take the image of him off the screen, put up an image of Miley Cyrus as an M&M with the things that are constantly happening. You know, it's just about that time. It's been an, most of an episode without that up there. So as long as that is still on the screen, because it should still be on the screen. You know, it's just it's, it's been a good episode. That's how you can tell. All right, no, you can take it off the screen now. I kind of wonder if... Uh, you know, I've never watched one of the YouTube versions of the podcast. I've only ever listened to it on uh, the Google Play. Um, but I kind of wonder if on the YouTube version if Noah ever puts like little word annotations. Like when someone says something, I wonder if he ever like types something in. Although he probably has had no reason to because he's not like an editor. He's usually on the podcast to say what he's thinking. Um, maybe, maybe he will today. What are you being so fat for? She's actually lost quite a bit of weight. I've been putting her on diet cat food, which is why she has been yelling uh, extensively for the past few months. But it has worked, and she has lost some weight, and she's looking healthy. She's still angry, though. She's looking healthy and angry, but healthy. All right, guys, I am probably gonna cut the episode here. I know it's gonna be a little bit shorter than usual. But uh, as a solo act, it's very hard to maintain dialogue for a long period of time. And although I could go on longer, I feel like about 30 minutes ago, I ran out of things to say. And since then, I've just been making up conversation as I go, which there's worse things. But it also puts in the bag that we have done a Jackson solo episode as the prophecy foretold because everyone else is busy and I don't have a job yet. So I'm just kind of doing this. So let the record show the prophecy was correct. Jackson did do a solo episode. And as I'm... Heading you out of off the air, I might as well say that uh, you can find me on the internet. You know, you can find me on Twitter and on Tumblr at Jacksonium with two M's. So it's Jackson and then I U M M. You can find me on Twitch at Jacksonium with one M. I don't stream anymore, but there's still some highlights on there if you ever want to check those out and give me a follow. See if it can't get me over. I think it was like 1300 is what I've now dropped below. So we can get back over that. I think we're still pretty close. Um, anyway, that's, it's been a fairly fun episode. It was a good time to just sit here in a room and talk to myself because I would have been doing that anyway. Uh, you know, hang out with my cat. She was here. Got to see pictures of Merlin, whether you saw them on the, uh, YouTube version or whether you saw them on the, uh, discord, you probably saw them. And you can also find the podcast on multiple sources. Unfortunately, I don't have the list like Noah does. So I can't tell you about, uh, at the off the air and, ota podcast uh, but they all have a place just go to the discord server uh tell a friend if you found this episode of the podcast and you were curious as to where to find more check in the description description below where no i usually will put all the information relevant to the situation uh yeah go give it a check out go give a, a check out go give it a look see go check out the other episodes there's plenty of good ones most of them have more people than me but uh it's been fun doing a solo episode and i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did if not for the content, at least for the meme, of the solo episode finally being realized. Which both Noah and uh Dan hemmed and hawed and talked about how it was never gonna happen. If you ever will watch the episode. Maybe before this episode starts, Noah you should like put in a little thing where it's like I joke about the solo episode and then you like you guys are both like, No, that'll never happen. Although finding that clip would probably be near impossible. Never mind. Don't don't worry about it. Unless I find it. Then worry about it. Whatever. Um yeah so that has this has been off the air thank you for giving a listen thanks for giving it a try if you want to find us on our other social medias feel free to check in the description if you want to find me on my personal social medias you can do so but i would advise that you don't that's all thanks for coming out